I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord yet one more time. We just want to give God praise. We want to give God the glory. We want to give God the honor this morning. We want to welcome you to our in-person service as well as our live stream service on this day that the Lord has made. It's a special day for each and every one of us. The Bible says in Psalm 96, 1 to 4, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord and bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen. Amen. Wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and he's greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. Amen. Come on, let's praise him in song this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Amen.
Eternal God, O Heavenly Father, we come before thy throne of grace this morning, burdened down and heavy loaded. But Lord, you said come. So here we are. And I just want to thank you that you allowed me to speak to you this morning and come before you again today to say thank you, Lord for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for sharing that grace and mercy with my church family. Lord, we realize that we're living in a time, in a time that we can't control, but you have all power in your hands in which to control. So, Lord, we bless your name, and we bless your son, Jesus, for the price that he paid on Calvary for the remission of our sins. We pray this morning, Father God, that you will hear our praise. You will hear our petitions, Lord, because we realize we need your peace that passes all understanding. So, Lord, as we come this morning, we lift our holy hands to thee. For there's no other help that we know, no other help. And if we withdraw our, withdraw our hand from thee, whither will we go? So, Lord, we ask a special favor this morning on our pastor. Yes, he has seen another tick in the watch, Lord, and as we say his name, we've been challenged to tell him to walk on. Yes. Lord, we wrap our arms around him, and we ask that you continue to protect him and his family from all hurt, harm, and danger. Because today, on this day, we need to hear a word from the Lord. We know you've blessed him. And we just ask that you empower him to speak boldly, not only to those that are present, but those that are in virtual space. So, Lord, we just want to say thank you this morning. We want to say thank you for all the blessings that thou hast bestowed upon us. Remember the sick and shut in. Remember the bereaved this morning. Father God, they need you. And, Lord, as we continue to praise you, we just ask that you hear our songs of praise, our prayers of praise, and we'll be careful to give you all praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. 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 
responsive scripture reading is found on the screens before you, and it is entitled, The Beatitudes. And seeking the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was sick, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth, and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which in hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be Blessed are they, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you, and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. All together. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his blessed word, and sanctify it in your hearts. Congregational hymn, I'm on the battlefield, my Lord. Oh, my God. 
Let's give the Lord some praise on the battlefield for my Lord. Amen. You know, that's the question this morning. Are you on the battlefield for the Lord? Amen. We're going to have our official welcome this morning by Sister Leslie Hawks. Amen. Let's welcome Sister Leslie as she comes this morning. open with a little prayer. I mean, the battlefield has a different connotation today and other times. Um, Heavenly Father, please be with us today. Please help us in our prayers for people all across the world. Please help us understand each other, love each other, and comfort each other. Amen. Welcome Second Baptist friends and family. We love to greet and welcome our in-house visitors as well as our live stream visitors. We're very pleased that you chose to worship with us today. A very special welcome if there are any visitors here today. And if you are in the area again, we'd love to have you. We have a saying here at Second Baptist, first time you're a visitor, the second time you're a family. Thank you. (laughs) Come on, let's give the Lord some praise this morning. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm rejoicing. I have anybody here that came to rejoice in the name of the Lord today. 
time, thank Sister Ledley for that welcome and for those who are joining with us today by live stream. We praise God for you. We thank the Lord for you. Wherever you may be, we're giving God praise. I just want to take a moment and to say on behalf of Sister Hamlin and I, we certainly want to thank our Pastor Dave, amen, for leading the way uh, for us on last Sunday to celebrate a 25th pastoral anniversary, amen. And we want to say to each and every one of you, to all of our congregation and to friends and family, we thank God for each and every one of you. It was just an awesome time. It was a lovely time. Sister Emma and I were greatly moved uh, by your love, by your support, by your gifts. And we just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We thank God uh, for such a wonderful and a great congregation. Amen. And I think I told you last week, I shouldn't be bragging, but, you know, we do. Sometimes we do what we do. And uh, I, I brag sometimes that, that we have the best congregation here at Second Baptist. I honestly, but truly, and wonderfully believe that. And so we, let's put our hands together and thank God for the congregation of Second Baptist Church of Doylestown. Uh, for those of you who are going to be joining with us in our Harvest Fest after uh, church today, uh, those who are going to be going up uh, to uh, the Hellerick uh, Farm with us. Uh, we have a little lunch for those who are participating in that, and then we will go over to the farm. I know it's a little cooler today, so make sure you throw on what you got to throw on. If you didn't bring a coat, there may be some extra ones uh, in the coat room, amen, that may have been left there. So whatever you can find, you may need to throw it on today. So we just praise God uh, for that, and we look forward to that. Uh, also for Thanksgiving, for if you have a name of a family that stands in need uh, for Thanksgiving, please let Sister Rochelle Brisbane uh, know, Deacon Brisbane, amen, and uh, we want to make sure that we bless them uh, for this Thanksgiving. You know, we take for granted all of the blessings we have, and uh, uh, for some of us, we don't even blink an eye uh, about having Thanksgiving. We know that everything's going to be taken care of, but that's not the case for everyone. And so let us be a blessing to those who are in need. So we would ask that you please make sure you give the names of those who stand in need to Sister Brisbane or Deacon Brisbane, and then to also uh, put a little extra in the missions, amen, that we might be a blessing to for those who are in need, amen. Also for Christmas, we want to bless uh, the young children who may not have the type of Christmas that you had growing up with. Uh, gifts flowing all underneath the tree. So we want to be a blessing uh, to the Bethana uh, Christian Services Program uh, with their Christmas and holiday wish list. So uh, Sister Hamlin does have names of children that uh, are in need. So please make sure that you see her uh, so that we can be a blessing. Or if you just want to give a donation uh, through our mission board, please make sure you do that. But we truly want to be a blessing to all of our young people. Amen. Let's take this time that we can give back to God in our giving. You know, there are three ways that we give here at Second Baptist. Uh, for those of you who are in person, we have an offertory box that's located at the Baptist Church. Please make sure that you deposit your tithes and offerings there. For those of you who are watching online today, just click on the Tidely button uh, there on the website. You can give your tithes and offering, or you can mail it into the church. So we thank God for the opportunity to give. We do know here at Second Baptist that everything we have, it belongs to the Lord. Amen. Let us look to the Lord in prayer. Eternal God, our Father, we just thank you for this time and 
an opportunity to be able to give to you, God, as we prepare our hearts uh, for giving. For those who are in person, Lord God, who are going to deposit their tithes and offerings uh, at the end of the service. For those who are watching by live stream and for those who may have mailed something in. We just want to say thank you, God, for the opportunity to give. Help us to keep on the forefront of our thinking and in our hearts, God, that everything, everything that we have is yours. And we thank you for allowing us to be stewards uh, of the gifts that you give us, God, and that help us to be mindful, Lord God, that you have blessed us so that we may be able to be a blessing to others. So, Lord, we just want to give you the praise. We want to say thank you. We ask, God, that you bless both the gift and the giver. Bless those who gave. Bless those who have a desire to give but have it not. But we ask these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus the Christ. Let the church say amen. You know, on yesterday, uh, our nation celebrated Veterans Day. And so each year, we want to make sure that we acknowledge all those uh, who have served in the armed forces. If you are here today and if you serve in the armed forces, uh, why don't you please just stand so we can acknowledge and recognize you. Uh, any who are here today, amen, who have served in the armed forces. Uh, Deacon Smith is upstairs. Our brother Deacon, amen. We thank God. For you, and we thank God for your service. Amen. Thank you, Mitch. Amen. Praise to God for all of his blessings. Uh, Sister Leslie uh, mentioned something to us. You know, as we sang that song, I'm on the battlefield for the Lord. Truly, there is a battle that's going on. There are physical battles that we see on the news that are going on all around the world. Matter of fact, there are more little wars and, and skirmishes and things that are going on far more than what they show on television. You know, we get the big things that they see, but there's a whole lot of fighting going on all around the world uh, today. And so as we think of that song that I'm on the battlefield for the Lord, that uh, truly that God is in control of all things. And if we turn it over to him, amen, the Lord put in his word that Second uh, Chronicles 7:14. you know that if we would just humble ourselves before God, seek his ways, God will take care of things. We know that we're living in troubled times right now, and so it's important for us to make sure that we live out what we need to do each day in terms of serving God. And if we do so, the world will be a much better place, amen, if we will just do what we need to do, amen. You know, I'm excited today because this is our ministry's recognition Sunday, and we thank God for the opportunity uh, to acknowledge all of our ministries here at Second Baptist. Uh, God has blessed us with numbers of ministries, amen, here. We are grateful and thankful. I'm going to ask if we have any ministry leaders who are here. Why don't you stand at this time? Uh, all of our ministry leaders who are here at the church, amen, who will get our deacons up, amen. And let's thank God for our ministry leaders and all of those who are here today and those who could not make it, amen. You know, we are living in a time now where there's a huge challenge that's going on. Uh, we are living in an end-day scenario where God said, you know what, there's going to be a falling away of even believers. And not falling away to the extent that they no longer believe in God, but falling away to the extent that they no longer prioritize making sure that you put God first and that you're in God's house first, amen, and that we're doing the things that God asked us to do. And so we thank our ministries for stepping up and reaching out and helping. God has just blessed each and every one of the ministries, amen. 
now that we're out of the pandemic, we're getting back on track with everything, and ministries are meeting in person as well as uh, online, and so just thanking God. So I want to say uh, on behalf of Second Baptist Church of Doylestown, thank you for all of our ministry leaders for the great job and the great work. Let's thank the Lord for our ministries. You may be seated. And one of the things that we've been doing probably for the past 11 years is that we've actually been identifying uh, one ministry each year. Uh, I said before that all of our ministries do a wonderful job, but we just want to acknowledge uh, each year uh, what we call the ministry of the year. Uh, we are just uh, grateful and blessed to have so many uh, wonderful ministries that uh, certainly every ministry can receive this award. Uh, but today... I want to single out and to point out a, a ministry that has been active here in the church for a long time, a ministry that helps out, a ministry that when I call upon them uh, to come and to serve and to bring great joy uh, to the congregation and to uh, participate in the various things that we have, uh, they always reach out and they always bless our soul and they always do a great job. So this year, I want to read this certificate that Second Baptist Church of Doylestown 2023 Ministry of the Year. Because you have served the Lord in this church, thereby enriching the lives of those you have blessed, we award this certificate of appreciation to you from Second Baptist Church of Doylestown. And this year's recipient of the 2023 Ministry of the Year is the Second Baptist Church of Doylestown Liturgical Dance Ministry. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Come on up, Sister Rashada. You guys may be seated, amen, but you all know and have experienced the joy of our dance ministry, amen, over the years. <laughs> and Sister Rashada has been with me since she and her mom came up with me 28 years ago. I don't want to tell Rashada what, what age she probably was, but probably was down about that high uh, there. But God has blessed you. But uh, she and the liturgical dance ministry has been very faithful to Second Baptist. Every time I call upon them, I, I call Sister Rashada, I need to dance. But no problem, Reverend Ann, whatever you want. You know what? I love that. Matter of fact, for all of our ministers, please, if I had. <laughs> but that is such a blessing. But they do such a wonderful, wonderful job. As a matter of fact, our liturgical dance ministry are, is going to dance. Since they get this reward, I'm putting them to work. They're going to dance for our Thanksgiving Sunday or next Sunday. So we want to encourage them. This is a good way to encourage them. They're going to dance real good on next Sunday there. But we are awarding this to you. Uh, Sister Rashada uh, done such a great job in leading the group. Awarded on Sunday, November 12, 2023. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord. Amen. Giving thanks unto God the Father through him, Colossians 3.17. Amen. May God bless you, and congratulations. It's been
but God has blessed me each and every step of the way, watching the multiple girls and boys come along and have been baptized and come to Christ on their own. Um, this is a recruitment for, for liturgical dance ministry. I take babies, everybody, if you can sew, if you can dance, if you have a desire to work for the Lord, I will take you. Please come see me. God bless. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Certainly we appreciate, again, each and every one of our ministries and uh, to our liturgical dance ministry. May God continue to bless you. We look forward to your presentation of dance on next Sunday on our Thanksgiving Sunday. Amen. All right, we're going to ask if our sanctuary choir will come at this time. Amen.
fits things together. I knew nothing about today's service. The Lord woke me up at 1.50 this morning. I had a few things on my mind. And he shared this with me. Uh, it's going to take a minute or two for you to understand it. I had planned to bring my samurai sword, another sword, and an arrow today, but I wasn't sure I could get past line. <laughs> and the reason for these is to help us understand the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, it talks about how the Word is the sword of God. And the verse that the Lord woke me up on is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It talks about, for the Word of God is a living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. So what does that have to do with what I was going to present today? Well, the samurai sword is a single-edged blade. The opposite side of the blade is very thick. And it was made so that on horseback they could just fly through the army, slice and dice. But the only, the first two-edged sword, which actually had a wooden shaft, was an arrow. And I had a uh, arrow head uh, from America, and it's very old. But the problem with that is, you could shoot that arrow, and the person would just sidestep. That was what saw armies that had hundreds of archers trying to get something. But the two-edged sword is made for piercing, not slicing, not hoping to just catch you, but to pierce straight forward. And that's why swords with two edges. Now, what's the purpose of this little demonstration? Do you think anyone could just pick up a samurai sword and have complete control of its use? Do you think an archer could hit his target in the very first time they pick up a sword? You need a sensei, a rabbi, or a pastor. Pastor gives us the two-edged sword of the Lord. Twenty-eight years he's been here as our teacher. And I'm going to include myself in this question. Have we taken the instrument that he has given us, the word that God has given all of us, under his tutelage? Have we used this as a samurai sword, an arrow, or a sword, double-edged, when we are out in the world talking with unbelievers. I thank you for your service for all four of our men. They all do a great job. And they understand that they're giving us the most powerful tool in the world, the Word. And they help us to understand it. That's why the prayer that we have now, a powerful prayer, is actually for our pastor. Because Satan does not like what he's doing. Join me in prayer, please.
Father, I give you thanks today as we even talk about battle. It is a spiritual warfare that we share. We see, as Pastor talked about, how television and other networks try to show us some of the battle. But they're doing it for emotional reasons. We're doing it for spiritual reasons. And we understand that concept of war. I continue to pray that you would meet all of our pastor's needs spiritually, first of all. Everything else will fall in place. I thank you for their dedication, and I thank you that they've accepted this invitation from you to be teachers of men and women. Help them to keep our swords sharpened, Father. May we come here every week with the purpose of having that sword sharpened. And for those of us that entertain the Bible study series on Wednesday, Lord, it makes it even sharper than us. It is a blessing to learn about you and to learn about who we are as your servants, that we can be successful in defeating Satan temporarily until you come. We thank you for all this in Jesus' precious name and authority. Amen.
Let's give the Lord some praise. How many of you know today that God is able? I said, how many of you really know today that God is able? Amen. We want to thank the Sanctuary Choir and I want to say to Pastor Paul, I certainly appreciate and thank him for sharing with us and breaking for us the bread of life on last Sunday. Amen. And uh, Pastor, walk on and on. And certainly knowing that we can only walk on in the strength and the goodness of the Lord. But first of all, thank you, and uh, God certainly has blessed you with so many gifts and talents. It's just grateful and thankful, and thank you for singing that song. I looked over there, first of all, had his eyes closed, and he was just belting it out, amen, to the glory of the Lord. Come on, let's thank the Lord today. I want to thank uh, Deacon Busby for sharing with us in his prayer, amen beautiful illustration and you know God does always put things together amen anybody have you ever noticed how God puts everything together amen I don't care where you go in this world God can put it all together amen so truly it is a blessing and we all know that we are living in some difficult times amen but how many of you know that God still has all power in his hands amen those of you who join us in Bible study you know exactly where we are Amen. In the times in which we are living, we certainly want to encourage, uh, you know, with all that's going on around the world today, this is a great time to come in the study. Amen. So that we are able to see and to have the discernment that God can give through his word. With every head bowed, every heart made as humble as you can. Total God, our Father, Lord, we've come into this place. We have gathered here in your name to give you praise and to give you glory, and to say thank you. And so, God, as you have prepared a word today, we ask, God, that you would be with your manservant, hide me behind thy cross, that I might preach with the power and authority that you alone have given. Father God, if there's someone here under the sound of my voice who does not know you personally in the pardoning of their sins, we pray, God, that upon your word coming forth, 
someone will cry out this morning, Lord God, I yield, I yield. What must I do to be saved? Well, we ask this in the mighty, matchless, marvelous name of Jesus, who is the Christ. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Come on, let's put our hands together and give God praise. Amen. Thanking God for all of his blessings. You know, this week I had a little time, a little time on my hands. And I sat down in the evening, and this past week they had several award shows on television. You know, sometimes y'all like to watch some, some award shows that are on. And they had the CMA Awards, the Country Music Awards, amen. And they had the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Awards that were on. They had the American Music Awards. I didn't know they had that many awards. I think the Billboard Awards are coming on. And, and I watched uh, a little bit of the shows. And many of the recipients mentioned Jesus' name in one breath, and then they were cussing in the next breath. Amen. You ever watch any of these shows? They all time mentioning Jesus. You know, I mean, oh, the Lord bless you. The next thing out of their mouth coming, they just cussing up. And I mean, know how to put it together, too. Amen. And so I watched one recipient after another. They got up to accept the award and, and, and say to do the same thing. They mentioned about Jesus. They mentioned his name. They mentioned about maybe who he is and what relationship they have or, or don't have. Amen. But not really living out that relationship, and to really know who he is. And the truth is, I've always been fascinated about the fascination that people have with Jesus. And I found this out. I found out that it's one thing to be fascinated by Jesus, and it's another thing to be captured by Jesus. Amen? You see, being near or around him is not enough. It's not sufficient. But being in him, amen, it makes all the difference of the world when you are in Christ Jesus, amen. All of those rock stars, you ever see them, they wear all kind of big cross. I mean, big, huge crosses uh, is all blinged out, amen, diamonds here, there, down in the bottom on the sides and, and all of that. But you know what? But many of them don't know Christ. Television stars, they call out his name, amen, but... They don't know him. Even in the church, there are some who come to church to see Jesus, but not to experience Jesus. They want to see if the ushers are going to cut a little step, amen, today. Or they're going to cut the corners properly. You all remember when Sister Chapman was here? Sister Chapman could cut a corner, amen. I'm talking about a military precision corner. And I used to look at her, I said, Sister Chapman, going to cut that corner. And she kicked that leg and cut it. I'm telling you, that was a beautiful thing. Amen. <laughs> Some come to see if the preacher going to preach as long as he did this Sunday or that Sunday. Amen. Some come to see if the offering is going to be as good as it was the other Sunday. Some want to see if somebody going to shout and get happy. Amen. But church, I've come to suggest to you. That if you didn't feel his presence by now in the worship service, you've already missed a great opportunity. Amen in there, somebody. If you didn't talk to him when he woke you up this morning, you missed a great time of fellowship. If you didn't communicate with him when praise and worship was going on, you missed the mark. Amen. The songwriter says that we have come into this house 
that we have gathered in his name to worship him. Amen. Where it says, so forget about yourself and concentrate on him and worship him. It says, worship him, worship him, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Church, that means that we can't cut corners when it comes to God. Amen. We can't take shortcuts in dealing with Jesus. You all remember back in the day they used to have a hair product? Amen. I, I don't know if we use it necessarily in our culture, but it was called dippity do. Amen. You all remember? Some of y'all had some dippity do. Try to try to slick it, <laughs> try to slick it back. But let me tell y'all something. You can't have a dippity do religion that says just a little dab would do you. Amen. And here, somebody. Our relationship with God it has to be intense. And it has to be purposely personal. Amen. You see, you can't hide out in the crowd and be counted as one of the faithful. Amen. You got to know him for yourself. Amen. Your mama might know him. Your daddy might know him. But you have to know him for yourself personally. Amen. And church, that's the intensity and the tension of this text that I want to share with you this morning. In the Gospel of Luke in the 8th chapter, I'm going to ask for you all to stand with me as we read this word. I want to read uh, from the 40th to the 48th verse. Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, beginning at verse 40 and reading through verse 48. For the word of God says that now when Jesus returns, a crowd welcomed him for they were all expecting him. And then a man named Jairus a synagogue leader came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. And as Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. And she came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. And immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. I want you to turn to your neighbor this morning and say, neighbor, tell him this is your day. Tell your neighbor today that this is your day. Come on, tell him like you mean it. This is your day. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. This is your day. How many of you know that tomorrow is not promised to you? Amen. This is your day. Amen. You see, in our text this morning, Jesus has now continued in his tour of the region of Judea. And he's confronted with 
a need. The first need is from Jairus. He's a ruler of the synagogue and has laid himself in the path of Jesus, falling down at his feet. And then the crowd, the Bible says, was glad to see Jesus. But Jairus had a need in his family. And the need was that his 12-year-old daughter was dying. And if anyone could make death behave, it would be Jesus. But Jairus had a need in his family. And the need was his 12-year-old daughter was dying. If there's anyone who can make death drop dead, church, it's Jesus. He has the power to cancel out cancer. He has the power to destroy diabetes. He has the power to repair broken hearts. He has the power to shut up sorrow. He has the power to bind up wounds and alleviate pain. He has the power to bring joy to the depressed. He has power to lift up a bowed down head. He has power to elevate a low thinking. He has power to restore a wounded spirit. He has power to rewrite a doctor's diagnosis. He has power to overrule a judge's opinion. He has power to turn your critics into your courtside supporters. He has power to fill in the blanks of your confused mind. And church, he has power to pick you up and turn you around. Do I have a witness in here today to the power of Jesus? Jairus says to the Lord, if you just come to my house, everything will be all right. I want you to notice something in the 45th verse of this text. That Jesus then tries to go to Jairus' house. And the King James Version says this, that the crowd thronged him. Amen. The word says, and Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng me. Amen, somebody? And pressed thee and saith thou who touched me. You see, the word thronged in Greek means to choke or to strangle. In other words, the crowd was so heavy around Jesus that they were about to suffocate not only the master, but the mission of the master. Church, can we talk this morning? Can we just talk a little bit this morning? Because I found out that if you're not careful, the crowd will suffocate what God wants to do in your life. Amen, somebody? If you're not careful, the crowd will suffocate what you want to do for God in your life. They'll try to take your joy from you. They'll try to rob you of a word from the Lord. They'll try to keep you uneven, uneasy, and unavailable for what God has available for you. Can I ask you a question this morning? Have you ever had any suffocators around you? Come on in here, somebody. Have you ever had some suffocators around you, around your family, around your ministry? Truth is, every one of us has had some suffocators. Sometimes y'all want to just call them a hater. Amen. Had some haters in your life. Amen. And I've had some suffocators around me. But I've discovered that power doesn't come from the suffocating crowd. That power comes from the crucified Christ. And I thank God for him. 
<laughs> However, the word says that in the crowd, there's a woman who has a problem. And the problem is that Jesus is on his way to see a 12-year-old child, but there's a woman with a 12-year-old problem. He's on his way to see a daughter, but there's a woman right there who's somebody's daughter. He's on his way to see a girl on her sickbed, but there's a woman who's a walking sickbed. And her problem is that for 12 years, she's had an uninterrupted flow of blood from her body. She's been internally hemorrhaging for 12 years. And according to Jewish law, she's in the category of being ceremonially unclean. She's tried to fix the situation on her own, using the financial resources that she has. She's spent up her life savings. She wore out her pocketbook. She's written her last check to fix the problem. But church, we need to look at this woman closely. Because here's what she did. She depended on other people first and then went to Jesus last. She gave her money to the specialist first. And then when she was broken, busted, and disgusted, she came to Jesus last. She may have tried all of the things of the day, the herbologists and Chinese herbs. She may have tried the supplemental vitamins and hormonal pills. She may have tried all of the ancient remedies and the newfangled treatments. She may have tried voodoo and hoodoo and called on Miss Cleo. She may have laid her hands on the TV. She may have sent in $25 for a prayer cloth. She may have had her palm red and her horoscope red. She may have wore garlic around her neck and tried hocus pocus and said abracadabra and tried supercalifragilistic expialidocious. She may have named it and claimed it and blabbed it and grabbed it. She may have got a lucky rabbit's foot, but at the end of the day, she was still bleeding. May I suggest to you this morning that Jesus should never be the last resort. Amen. How many of you know that he ought to be the first thing you do? Hallelujah. The word said, but seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. So after failure after failure, she decides to move from being just a spectator in the crowd. The Bible says that she came behind Jesus. And she touched not him, but the hem of his garment. And so she bent down and her body was weak. And although her body was weak, her faith was strong. Bible says in verse 44 that she came behind and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. The word stanched means that the flow of blood stopped. And what it means in the Greek, literally, it means that the blood flows to it still at attention. And when I thought about it, I thought, doesn't that sound just like God? That he can make situations in your life stop and stand still. He can take the enemies in your life and stop them and make them stand still. He can take the bills 
in your life, the, the pains in your life, and stop them and make them stand still. I wish I had somebody in here who don't mind praising God. Because I realize you were about to lose your mind if it hadn't been for the Lord who stopped in and made your situation stand still. And so Jesus then asked the question, and not for his own information, but to release even more faith in the life of this woman. Jesus said, who touched me? Who touched me? And I want you to notice in the text in verse 45 that the crowd that was suffocating him says, it wasn't me. Not me. Jesus, you might be, must be tripping. I didn't do it. And even Peter said, look, Lord, the crowd has been on us since you got here. And you probably felt some of us touch you by accident. Amen. You know how it is. Folk reaching out trying to touch you. We, we probably touch you, Jesus, by ourselves accidentally. Amen. But the Lord says, he said, Peter, I hear you. But you don't understand what happened. Jesus said that somebody touched me. And not only did I feel it, Jesus said, I felt something leave, not my garment, but church, something left me. Jesus says that not only has someone touched me, but some power has left me. My brothers and my sisters, this can be your day. <laughs> when you move from the periphery and move into the exciting fellowship with Jesus Christ. And what, listen to me, it requires a change in your thinking. It requires a change in your observation, amen? For when church becomes worship, this is your day. This is your day when Sunday is the day instead of another day. This is your day when lifting up hands is done for praise instead of following instruction. This is your day when Jesus changes from somebody I heard of to somebody I know. Church, this is your day when the choir songs become songs of praise. This is your day when taking up offering becomes worship and giving. This is your day when clock watching becomes waiting on the Lord. This is your day when healing moves from hearsay to say. This is your day when devotions move from the deacon board to the congregation. This is, church, your day when walking in becomes walking and leaping and praising God. Tell somebody and tell them this is your day. This is your day. Listen to me. The Bible says that the woman went from bending down to touch Jesus' garment to falling down and worshiping him. Can I tell you that if this is your day, the Lord has done something that the doctors could not do. If the Lord has done something that your enemies couldn't do, this is your day. If the Lord has done something that medicine can't do, this is your day. If the Lord has done something that education and prestige can't do, this is your day. If the Lord brought you out and done what he needed to do, somebody ought to stand and give the Lord some praise and say hallelujah this morning. Church, this is the picture of what worship really is. Amen. To bow down and to worship him. Amen. Listen to me. Take a seat for a moment because I want to break this thing down to you. Hallelujah. Take a seat for a moment. Let me tell you this. 
this woman exemplifies worship. She trembled. She understood that she was standing before a holy God. The word says that she fell down and she understood that the Lord Jesus Christ is worthy of the fellowship. And then she declared him. She understood that if God has done anything for you, then you got to tell somebody. And church, I want to tell you this morning, I've come to declare this morning that the Lord has done some great things for me. He woke me up this morning. He started me on my way. Is there anybody that can say this morning that God has done great things for me? Is there anybody here that can say that he died on the cross and he was buried for my sins? Can anybody say that he stayed in the grave all day Friday, all day Saturday, and then early Sunday morning? He got up from the grave with all power in his hands. He got up from the grave and began to help us and lead us and direct us. He got up from the grave because God is able to do things that man said is unable to do. I don't know about you today, but I realize that this is your day. This is my day. I'm going to give God praise as long as I have breath in my body. Did anybody come this morning to give God praise? Did anybody come this morning to give God a shout? Did anybody come this morning to lift up his name? So if God has been good to you and the Lord has done something for you, come on and put your hands together and give God praise. Somebody give God a shout. Somebody shout hallelujah this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for all of your blessings. Come on, let's give God praise. Stand with me today, church. What a mighty God. Church, this is, this is your day. There may be someone here this morning. You may not have realized it when you came in, but now you do. This is your day. And all you got to do is turn it over to him to say, Lord, come into my heart today. I invite you into my life. Lord, take complete control. I am a sinner and I'm in need of a savior. Help me, Lord God, to acknowledge and confess with my heart, with my mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ. Your word says, thou shalt be saved. As our deacons go down the aisle, they have their arms outstretched. They're trying to encourage you. They're trying to invite you to turn it over to Jesus. Maybe there's someone here in this community, you've been looking for a church home, and you're not connected and have a fellowship. Every one of us need a connection in God's church. We invite you, those who are watching by, listening by live stream today, if the Lord is speaking just to you, just come just as you are. You don't have to fix yourself up, do all of that. I hear folks tell me all the time, when I get myself together, I'll give some time for the Lord. Can I tell you, you ain't never going to get yourself together by yourself. Because ourself is messed up. Amen. But how many of you know that God is able? How many of you know that God is able? Pastor Paul sang that song from the depth of his heart, that God is able. Amen. And you know, when it's all said and done, one day we shall wear a crown. Amen. What a mighty God that we serve. Church, I'm so glad we have a Savior who offers us this day. You know, somebody didn't wake up this morning. Amen. But you are here. God speaking just to you. This is your day. This is your time. 
This is your opportunity. Don't pass it by. Don't give up. Don't give in. How many of you know that God is able? Really able? Truly able? That he can do it? That he can make a way for you? I'm going to invite those who stand in need of prayer to the altar this morning. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Don't come this morning to the altar and then turn around and take those burdens back with you. All those who desire prayer this morning, just come, just as you are. I want to tell the story how it made it. Thank you, Jesus. Put on my robe. <laughs> tell the story how. Let's move in as swiftly as we can, amen, as, as close as we can, as we make room for others that are coming, amen. Church, this is your day. Let us bow our heads. Don't know God, our Father, Lord, we just want to say thank you for loving us the way that you do. Lord, we know that we are sinners. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. But thanks be to God for your grace, for your mercy, for your love, for your compassion, for your understanding, for your direction, for your care. Lord, somebody stands in need of a breakthrough right now in their life. Lord, you know all about it. Maybe no one else knows, but you know. Lord, we ask that you would search hearts now, God, that we would be bold enough to turn it over to you, God. We can't handle it by ourselves. But, God, we know that you have all power in your hands, that you're able to do all things. So, Lord, we ask for a special healing today for Reverend Toller, Lord God. We ask, God, that you would just touch his body right now. Lord, that healing would just take place, God, that you would just move in his body in such a way that there will be improvement, Lord God. Father, we know you have the power to do it. We just ask, God, that you would just strengthen him, encourage him in his heart and his spirit, God, to let him know that you're still there with him each and every step of the way. Lord, for all others who are going through trials and tribulations of life, whatever it may be, turn it over to Jesus. He can make a way for you. Lord, we just want to say thank you in advance for what you're going to do, God. We thank you for what you've already done. We thank you, Lord God, that you are with us right now and you are helping us, strengthening us, encouraging us, Lord God. Help us to remove all doubts and fears, God. Help us just to hold on to you. Help us, God, to seek you first and not last, God. Help us to recognize that you alone are, are the one that's able to help us no matter what's going on in this life. Lord God, whatever healing that needs to take place, be it physical or spiritual, whatever the situation may be, be it financial, whatever it may be going on, God, we know that you are an overcomer. We know, God, that you can strengthen us. We know, to God, that you can lift us, that you can help us, that you can lead us, guide us, and direct us. 
And so, God, we turn it over to you right now. Father God, have your way in this place right now. Bless God in a way that only you can. Lift God in a way that you can. And help us, Lord God, to see, to keep our hands into your hands. For, Lord, truly we are on the battlefield for the Lord. For we ask these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. What a mighty God we serve. Come on, let's give God praise. Amen. Praising God because this is your day. Amen. God bless you.